It is the Vikings postgame report. I'm your play-by-play voice, Paul Allen, joined by the analyst, Pete Bursich. And uh, what a treat and what a strange set of circumstances today from Atlanta, Georgia. The Minnesota Vikings beat the Atlanta Falcons 31-28. The game-winning play came from Josh Dobbs, who just got here Tuesday, to receiver Brandon Powell, who hadn't scored an offensive touchdown since 2020, when he played with the Atlanta Falcons. During the game, Jaron Hall, we got all excited for him during the week while he got knocked out in the first quarter. K.J. Osborne sadly got hit um, helmet to helmet, left the game. Cam Akers, he left the game. Christian Darrisaw worked out before the game and couldn't start. David Quessenberry was the starting left tackle. And through all of that, they find a way to win the game. Josh Dobbs, Peter, let's start there. Yeah, very impressive. And with something that we haven't seen as a quarterback this mobile in quite some time, right? I mean, we're we're used to seeing a quarterback sit in the pocket. You know, Cousins is who he is. But to see what he was able to do and how he was able to extend some plays, he's a big guy. He's not, he's not small. He's, he, there's a lot to him. And the Falcons had him dead to rights. Not only does he get out of that, he avoids two other tackles and then gets the first down, a 22-yard run. And like you said, he also got himself out of bounds. And this is somebody who just, I mean, scratched the surface of the playbook. And I think that's what I'm most excited about is, you know, Kevin O'Connell, this offensive staff, Wes Phillips, knowing what they have at quarterback and then operating with, within that realm and what can they do with him. And I, all, the, other, the other thing about Dobbs that I saw today – that I really liked was when he does scramble, he does keep his eyes down the field. So he doesn't want to just run first. It's not as if he drops back, takes a look, and, and all of a sudden that clock goes off in his head and he's pulling that thing down and running. He's always looking down the field. And, you know, with the chance that Justin Jefferson comes back this week, right, and then you have he, you have him with Jordan Addison, I mean – there's some there's some possibilities here on offense to be really I think excited about. And let's not forget T.J. Hawkinson, uh, seven catches, 69 yards, some major major cold blooded catches by T.J. Hawkinson. Jordan Addison uh, had just a few catches, maybe only one at halftime, but he finished five of 52 and he made a toe tapper uh, in the fourth quarter, far side of the field that uh, was reviewed, but it ended up being a first down. And um, Jaron Hall, I mean, he started with his first regular season start he was five of six for 78 yards drove the team down inside the 10 he's running for a touchdown or trying to get in and he gets smacked and we never see him again no and what's crazy is is he was actually trying to think cover himself up where he was running and then realized that the angle wasn't right he couldn't make a cutback so he started to kind of turtle himself up and then Jeffrey Okuda hit him right in the side of the head I don't I don't I don't see it as a finable or dirty play it's you know Jaron Hall trying to protect himself and just couldn't get couldn't get there in time was hit and had to have been out on the ground because they had the referees when the referees are waving the trainers on the field you know something's yeah. up and you know but throughout all that chaos and also we're missing Dean Lowry too on defense right. which I think at the end of the game would have really helped our defensive front but our defense uh, you know two turnovers in the first half they hold Atlanta to field goals. And then in the second half to come up with a huge fumble Mm. recovery after B. John Robinson rushes for a first down. And then Byron Murphy finally gets a pick. We were all over (laughs) Heineke all day. It was just a matter of time. I mean, we were running through receivers because they they just knew where the ball was going to go. So defensively, I mean, 
yeah, we'd love to see a big stop on that last drive, Paul, but defensively they, they did about as much as you could ask a defense to do today. Josh Dobbs traded uh, – they traded for him with Arizona Tuesday. He was there at the Wednesday practice. So, you know, my man has three practices, but Jaron Hall's going to start. You know it better than me because you coached and played. Dobbs was running the scout team, which means he was running the Taylor Heineke type stuff. And, and Kevin O'Connell um, uh, mentioned to me in the pregame interview on KFAN that, you know, Dobbs, maybe he said it off the mic, but he was like, you know, Dobbs has picked it up really, really quickly, but it's still not even half of the playbook in a short amount of time. Yeah. He goes 20 of 30, 158 yards, one uh, passing touchdown to Alexander Madison, then the game winner to Brandon Powell. Dobbs ran seven times for 66 yards. He had an 18-yard touchdown run. I mean, I haven't seen a Viking sideline <laughs> explode the way those guys did since maybe the Giants win last year. No, and, and the moves that he made, he's so smooth for a big man. He's so fast and so smooth. That was a part that you're making guys miss down the field. That it, It's it's definitely eye-catching. His ability, his talents are definitely eye-catching. Yeah. And, for right, and like I said, right now, who else would you want as your head coach other than Kevin O'Connell, a guy who was a quarterback hey. in the league, Wes Phillips as your offensive coordinator. Yeah. If there is a man on this planet that knows how to identify and develop quarterback talent, mm. it's our guy Kevin O'Connell. And, again, and a sneaky other thing, too, this offensive line, Paul, I think played very well, at least in the pass protection game. Yeah. We're going to take another look at the running game. Yeah. But the pass protection game, there were not free runners to the quarterback. They did it without Therasaw. Yeah. Right, so there's there's a lot of good play up with those front five, and and um, you got me excited when you mentioned Kevin O'Connell because you know here's the Vikings post game report which you have found at Vikings.com, which means Tuesday, Curly Harris and his staff at the Vikings Entertainment Network with Bursich hosting it film study with Kevin O'Connell. We're going to have another film study on Tuesday <laughs> yeah. looking at these Dobbs exciting plays. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's it's, so sweet. It's going to be, you know, we got to come up with three for him to talk about, and I, I, I have a feeling he's going to be. Dobbs run. It might be a 20-minute episode. I mean, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> I'll let, be there just for every minute, Kevin man. Just let Kevin go. I'll, I'll, I'll ask one question yeah. and just let him, let him run. But, yeah, the, the coaching staff should be extremely proud of what they accomplished today. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, there is absolutely zero question about how much this team wants to fight, how much they care for each other. So what you know, whatever O'Connell's doing on that end of it too, this is not, you know, not not to pick on anyone, but this isn't like the Las Vegas Raiders, yeah, where they're having team meetings and and, and no, these guys are all on the same page. They're fighting to the end. They're fighting at a point in the game when Atlanta scored that last touchdown, mm. ran the ball down our throats, yeah, and you're sitting there going, well, we were close, yeah. A lot of ifs, and then boom, we just take it down the field, and then magic happens. So, boy, these guys fought today. On Josh Dobbs, the backup to the backup, Kirk Cousins out for the year. Jaron Hall is the starting quarterback, and he gets knocked out. Dobbs comes in and just puts forth a superlative effort. On Dobbs and the victory today, here's Minnesota Vikings head coach, KOC. You know, don't know if I've been a part of one uh, like that. Um, you know, just there's so much – there's so much about it when you think about all the things that you talk about every single day in your organization, uh, you know, that people matter, that culture matters, that um, building the type of football team we want to have, um, you know, what's inside of each and every guy in that locker room and the feelings they have towards one another. 
Um, these are the days that kind of cement why you believe what you believe as a coach. Um, and I'll, I'll quite honestly remember this one for a really long time, mainly for those guys, um, the adversity, uh, the response, all the things that we've spent a lot of time talking about. Um, the guy that eventually played quarterback for us hasn't heard a lot of those speeches by me, um, but he's got that in his makeup clearly um, and, and, and very proud of the way he came in and battled. Um, you know, there was, uh, there was a lot of moments in that game where there was some real-time coaching going on. Um, I love the fact that we got a two-minute opportunity at the end uh, because that allowed me to talk to him the whole time, which I'm sure he's tired of hearing my voice, as you can hear from the sound of it right now. Uh, used it quite a bit, but um, just so proud. That's an ultimate team win. Everybody in that locker room got a game ball, as they should. There's so many examples of individual performances, um, and there's a lot we can build off of. Uh, really on a day that, that was a, a tough day for us injury-wise. Just want to update you guys. Uh, Jaron Hall did you know, sustain a concussion, as did K.J. Osborne. Um, and then Cam Akers, uh, we believe, has a, an Achilles injury. Uh, can't confirm you know, the severity of that at this time, but that is uh, what, we're, uh, what we're fearing. Um, you know, T.J. Uh, had an uh, you know, a, a, you know, oblique rib. Uh, kind of issue, but what a warrior to continue to battle through that. Brandon Powell had cramps and just played through it. Um, so there's just countless examples. Want to credit Flo and his defense for keeping us in the football game. Greg Joseph, 11 points, three field goals, and two extra points was huge. Um, but uh, I'll let you guys take it away. There's there's a lot of we, I could stand up here all day if you guys would let me. What about uh, Brandon Powell catching the, the game-winning touchdown? And from a guy he probably had no practice time with. Yeah, that might be the first, uh, you know, the first reception each one of our guys might have, uh, you know, might have gotten from Josh today. Might have been the first time they were catching a ball from him. Uh, just with the urgency to try to get Jaron ready. And I told Josh when he got here, uh, you know, if you go in the game, it's it's going to be you and your teammates, and I'll be with you every step of the way. Uh, thought Grant Udinski and Chris O'Hara did an unbelievable job preparing him. He's very smart. Um, I would not discount Josh Dobbs' ability to come in here and do something that I don't think many quarterbacks in our league could do. Um, we asked a lot of them and uh, just spectacular performances around him. But, uh, you know, this is a win that hopefully we can build on um, because, you know, a lot of things were tested today and uh, the results uh, will never drive what we do, but results can certainly confirm everything you believe uh, when they do come. And I do feel that that happened in that locker room just now. From a play calling standpoint, how much did you have to condense things from Jaron to Josh once he came in? Yeah, it was to, to Josh's credit, it wasn't as much as you would probably imagine, but we did condense down and, and kind of, you know, create some things, just, you know, things that you knew he would be comfortable with in his dialogue with Chris and, and Grant that I kind of, that, you know, maybe wasn't up on the initial game plan, but we can trust our guys to go execute. Uh, the no huddle allowed us to kind of, you know, kind of settle everybody down and, and, and kind of let me talk to him and, and kind of give him some coaching points on the fly. Um, and that's why, you, that's why you have those things in your offense. And once again, none of that is possible if he can't come in here and, you know, snap counts and formations and knowing where guys go and where they're going to be, you know, when, when the ball hits his hands. And uh, not to mention we're playing against what I believe to be one of the better defenses we played all season at home in the noise. Um, so uh, I, hope, uh, I hope people understand what Josh Dobbs was able to accomplish with something uh, very, very special. And uh, I'm really proud of him. From just from a time management standpoint, it seems a long time since you were getting a little bit ready to play this game. So I guess it took a lot of your attention and team's attention. How much time did you even have to go through the possibility that Josh has 
Yeah, not much. Um, because Jaron, you know, we wanted to make sure we gave Jaron every opportunity to go out and have success. And, and the type of week Jaron had preparing, we were confident uh, that he could take the volume that we went in with. Um, you know, felt like we started out the game, you know, on the wrong side of field position. And, and you never want to do that with a young quarterback in there. But uh, I think we had, what, one penalty um, on the day. Uh, can't give enough credit to a guy like Garrett Bradbury up there, you know, just solidifying the poise, you know, understanding that it's not maybe going to sound the same. You know, some of the huddle calls might, you know, sound a little different. But Garrett, as I told him, you're my make it right man today. And uh, he did it time and time again. Um, just the toughness of guys stepping up, the next man up feel. Um, I'm incredibly hurt just for the guys that, that have been hurt previously, um, you know, and guys that went down today uh, because, you know, these guys do everything that we ask of them, uh, whether it's a guy that got traded for, um, a guy that's been here, you know, from the jump like KJ, and, and you just the list goes on and on. Um, hopefully we can get CD back. You know, that was unfortunate for him not being able to go. But how about David Questenberry stepping in there and playing against that front, you know, for, with that kind of game. And uh, we, overcame, we, we overcame it together. And uh, the important thing was those guys knew no matter what, uh, we were pushing onward and fighting to go win the football game. Yeah, I spiked it and, and you know, I might have pulled a muscle in my neck. I, I'm not sure what I did, but um, that was the, you know, that was, uh, you know, that was all in. I mean, I was, everything that we had as an organization was being put forward, uh, regardless of circumstance, trying to get this one. So this one will be special for me for a long time. Kevin, you learned a lot about Josh this week, I'm sure, but what's yep. the biggest thing you learned about him today? Well, he can change a game athletically. I mean, with his legs and, you know, even when, you know, I gave him plenty of bad plays today and uh, he made it right. And that's something that, you know, quite honestly, we knew bringing him here, that was one of the real traits, uh, you know, among as in addition to his leadership qualities, his smarts, his toughness. Um, you've got to be a mentally tough guy to go do what he did today in addition to being physically tough. Um, and I thought he made some big throws too, some throws on third down uh, that, you know, that, at, you know, at the end of the game to BP, you know, there was a level of quarterback play there, you know, with his eyes and, and understanding the intent of kind of a pretty high level football play there, uh, you know, to go out and execute it in that moment and just, just awesome. Now we got to go back to work and try to do it again against a really good football team back at U.S. Bank. Yes, you worked on that play a lot this week. Yeah. Touchdown, but he had never yeah, yeah, he watched it, um, heard, heard us install it. Um, I might have given him, you know, given him an install on the fly there. The beauty of it is, you know, with the timeout, I, we got to the line of scrimmage and, uh, you know, I, I looked up and saw 25 seconds on the play clock. I said the worst thing for him is he's got 10 more seconds of my voice, <laughs> you know. So uh, it was uh, – but just the way he was able to receive that information in that moment with the crowd, um, it's a big football game for both teams. We were both at four and four. And to come out of here with our fifth win and get back above 500 after starting 0-3 in the circumstances we've had, um, you know, this team's going to continue to get stronger. Uh, we will continue to overcome whatever the injury report says, next man up mentality, while also making sure we're there for all those guys and, and hope, hopefully get them back as soon as possible. Yeah, just, you know, you know, what I wanted him to do on his drop, you know, where the concept was going to be, what was going to be on his left, what was going to be on his right. Um, a last-minute reminder, don't forget about your legs. I still got a timeout left, um, stuff like that. You know, how to, you know, make sure he, what he did with his eyes on the catch to tuck the nickel, all these things that, um, you know, were very, very high level. 
Um, but like I said, I, I was maybe most thankful for looking up there and seeing 25 on the play clock, for sure. When you hugged him at the end, what did you say to him? I just said, that's why we brought you here. You know, it's not just about, you know, what has happened to you in your career. This guy's been in some tough circumstances, coming into situations just like today. Um, and I just told him, you know, you're going to be the best version of yourself because of these guys on the sideline and in the locker room with you. And I'm going to be with you every step of the way. And, and, and let's see what we can do with this thing. Sure. From the time he gets here, you mentioned coaching him today, but from the time he gets here Tuesday until today, what was the process like just to try to get him ready during the time you spent with him, Wes, Grant? Yeah, it was, well, Chris, I mean, that's the, the crazy thing is Chris, you know, had a rookie quarterback to get ready for the game. And with me, um, you know, spending some time with Jaron, too, uh, a lot of it was Grant Udinsky, our assistant quarterback coach. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed, more than likely, uh, looking over the shoulder, your shoulder at the indoor, they were probably in there. Josh with his helmet on, hearing plays, going through cadence, uh, walking through a lot of those things. We told Josh to treat it like a Thursday game, and you're not going to get a lot of live reps. We're going to try to rely on your experience. That's one of the reasons why we went and got you. And then, uh, you know, in the end, when the ball hits your hands, you've been playing this game a long time. Put it on us to try to help you, but just go play football, and, and uh, you know, we're going to get this thing done one way or the other. Kevin, you mentioned Garrett. How much was he doing pre-snap and at the snap to help? You know, I, I, Josh made some really nice protection calls. They were throwing some interesting looks that you kind of, the quarterback has to make it right because they can see the whole picture. Um, but just his dialogue with Garrett, uh, being on the same page, um, you know, it, you know I, I, I know he's very, very smart. Um, but I can tell you that uh, what he was able to do in really five days' time was uh, as, a, as impressive of, of what I've seen a quarterback do to come here against that defense and uh, find a way. As far as the uh, two takeaways there in the third quarter. Yep, you know, huge. Yeah, you know, I just thought every point was going to matter in this game. I knew that. Um, so if we could get a short field and not have to use things to get in the scoring zone or be in G's range, um, that would have been incredibly beneficial to us. Uh, the interception by Byron. Uh, Josh Mattel is coming out of that pile somehow with that football. Uh, Caleb Evans, you can't say enough about punching that out. Um, great technique, fundamentals, a guy that's come a long way with his tackling. Um, you start to get the point of this was a culmination of a lot of things and a lot of different avenues of our football team where, you know, at any one particular moment, you know, it would have been understandable to allow the circumstances to overwhelm us, uh, but not this team, not this collection of guys, and that's what I'm most proud of. Did you see Josh recover? I just saw him go in there. Um, you know, I, I just saw him go in there. And I just started telling everybody on the headset, just start pointing our way and, and let's hope for something good. Um, you know, and, and, and he, he, uh, he came out of there with it. Kevin, the, I think Brian O'Neill was saying in the locker room that the defense was saying at halftime, just uh, get a couple scores and, and we'll be able to get you out of it. How much do you think they took, kind of put it on themselves today with new quarterbacks saying, yeah. we got to carry it through? Yeah, I, I think they did. I think they did. And um, it was a great moment throughout the game when they picked us up, we needed them. And then I thought it played right into our team mentality when, hey, you know, credit Atlanta. What a, what a drive to go down there and take the lead. They got physical running the ball, you know, eating up clock. And uh, we started using our timeouts, at least there towards the end, to try to preserve some time. And when they were running off, 
there wasn't one of our offensive guys that you know weren't meeting them saying it's our turn now and, and we're going to find a way. And uh, you know we went to work on that drive, some critical plays. Jordan's catch down the sideline was huge. Um, TJ fighting through it, BP you know closing it out. But um, just I'm going to have to go back and watch this one because um, you know I'm not sure I remember the whole thing. Normally I can talk about plays with you guys, but um, there was a lot of them. Yes, Coach Kevin, uh, could you discuss Josh? He's from here, folks around here have seen him play for, you know, in college and the high school and yep. so forth. Uh, just coming home and getting the win and how that he was able to get the win. What does that say about his character? Yeah, he, to, to, you know, this may surprise you, but I just met him a few days ago. I didn't even know that. Um, you know, that's something, you just gave me something to talk to our, our new quarterback about. But, um, yeah, there you go. Well, I, I could just tell. From the time he got off the plane and arrived at our building, um, he felt, you know, I, I called him as soon as we finalized the trade, and uh, him and I had a conversation that I said, I don't know when it'll be, um, but I can promise you one thing, you're going to get everything out of us, you're going to love your teammates, this is the best locker room in the National Football League, and uh, my goal is that this is the best situation you've ever been in, um, and just trust us, and he's done that, and, uh, you know, to go do what he just did today, I'm, I'm you know, in his in his hometown, um, good to know, and and uh, ultimately what he was able to do, uh, he should be very very proud of what he just did in, in a very competitive game in the National Football League. Thank you, Kevin uh, Dobbs. Once again, twenty of thirty, one hundred and fifty eight passing yards, two passing touchdowns against no picks, passer rating of one hundred one eight, and uh, he also ran for sixty six yards and a touchdown. Here's Josh Dobbs and his press conference following a 31-28 Minnesota Vikings victory. What's up, y'all? Um, Josh Dobbs, honored to be in Minnesota. Introduce myself to everyone. Um, tremendous game, like team effort. I know obviously the circumstance that was put in um, was a little abnormal for, for a Sunday in the NFL. I hope Jaron's okay. I hope KJ's okay. I'll be excited to to hear from them and make sure they're in good spirits. Um, but tremendous team win. You know, offense, we were able to respond. I know it was a little uh, muddy to start, but once we were able to get a rhythm, we were able to go down the field, play really good football. The guys around me, uh, from the O-line to the receivers to the running back, did a tremendous job making plays all day, especially uh, in big situations, some big third downs. Uh, obviously in the red zone, the two-minute drill, and defense did a tremendous job of having our back as we were getting our feet wet. And then once we got rolling, man, just creating turnovers, giving us the ball in good field position, we were able to execute from there. Special teams, 100% on field goal. So it was a great team effort, team win. I'm excited to be here in Minnesota, man. I'm excited to see what the future holds for us. Can you take us through the, the game-winning touchdown pass? And had you ever even thrown one pass to Brandon Powell before? <laughs> I didn't throw uh, – I think I threw a couple to him in, in pregame warm-ups. So uh, we were able to get on a, um, on a little rhythm. You know, in pregame warm-ups, I think I missed him on the throw just because, you know, in my head, the route he was running was different from the route that he, he was running in this offense. So I said, yeah, that's why I threw it like that, you know, because in the game, if something happens, I'm going to throw it and I want to see uh, where you're going to be and make sure we're on the same page. So um, just being able to react, man, like the communication was awesome. You know, obviously, given the circumstance, not having – any reps with the guys out there, but the way they were able to respond, communicate to me of how I can be better, I was able to communicate to them what I was seeing. And from there, man, we were just able to go out and play good team football. And so that's what it takes every Sunday to piece together wins in the NFL. And uh, we keep doing that, man. Uh, we'll hit our stride. We'll be all right. Josh, in the previous quick turnaround, you had with teams that you at least had some first team reps or thrown to the <laughs> receiver, taking snaps from the center, or anything along those lines prior to? Yeah, I had um, last year in Tennessee, 
Um, so I, we had, per se, a couple first-team reps. We, we played on a Thursday. So um, played Saturday to a Thursday game. So a quick turnaround late in the season, last second to last week of the season. So didn't get a ton of reps, but we at least got you know two walkthroughs, a chance to communicate, get on the same page. This one was you know kind of like learn as you go, hairs on fire, hold on to your seat. Um, but guys were able to respond. You know, obviously being in a similar situation allowed me to be able to you know not be too prideful, communicate when I'm when I'm don't know what's going on, but also tell the coaches, hey, what I need to be successful. And so they were able to respond. It was a, it was a team effort. You know, I think obviously my players, teammates, but also, you know, the coaches just putting together extra time and hours. Obviously, you know, when you're getting a rookie ready to play, a lot of time goes into that. But also, you know, a guy you just traded for, also getting him ready to play. Or hopefully he doesn't play, but also, you know, just in case he does play, putting those extra time and hours into it when you're already putting a lot of hours into it goes a long way. So I appreciate the support I had all week to prepare me um, to be able to make the most of the situation. And the medical people went out to check on Jaron. What's going through your mind? Yeah, you know, I've seen, I've been in, you know, similar situations. First, it was, you know, Jaron, get up. I hope he's okay. Um, but then it was, you know, hey, like if you're playing, you got to go out there and and play. Like team still expects you to go out and win and play good football. You know, it was never, you know, in this league, man, there's there's never an excuse for your circumstance. And I learned that from Coach T. You know, usually, you know, people don't really care about your circumstance. They just want to see you succeed given the circumstance you're given. So. Um, you know, I, I've been in similar situations backing up Ben where, you know, he goes down, but he gets up and you're like, okay, okay, you're good. Like your heart drops for a second, you're warming up, but he comes back out there. But when they said it was uh, your ball, my job was just go out there and play, play good football, the same football I know how to do and been playing all year. Yeah, communicate, right? Like talk to, you know, the guys who are probably going to be getting the ball, running back, you know, get a couple snaps from the center, um, go through cadence. Because the biggest thing, you know, we don't want to do, and we put I put one ball on the ground, um, is, you know, give up, you know, cheap penalty, cheap yards, um, give up field position because of um, something that we can control. So want to be able to get the snap, get the play started, want to be able to make sure we're not taking any delay of games. The logistic of plays is, is running smooth. And then from there, you know, once you get one completion, it's, you know, getting the first first down, then the second first down. And then from there, it's just, all right, you got this, just go play ball. So uh, there's a lot that goes on during that situation. Um, but, you know, as the guy who's thrust into that position, you know, the mindset is to stay calm in it all. You know, the team is looking toward you, whether it's the offense, defense, special teams, whoever it is, they're looking at you, looking how you're taking in the situation. And even when things don't go your way, you still got to respond um, and be a good teammate and be a good quarterback and play good football. So I was able to do that today. Josh, when Kevin. they took the lead, uh, um, you know, they're late. What was your mindset as you all, you know, had an opportunity to go uh, – with your own drop to handle. Yeah, uh, my communication, whether it was a good play or a bad play on the sideline, was the next play. It's all about the next play and take it one play at a time. That's all I was doing, you know, just making sure I knew what play was coming to, to the headset and knew where to start my eyes and, and go from there. So it's all about the next play. It's all about the next play. And that's why I told the O-line. Um, they looked at me and said, what an opportunity to go out and be great. So it was great to have that response for them where we were stepping up to the circumstances that we were given. Um, so it was a team effort. A team mindset, a team mentality that we have the ball. You know, we don't care about the circumstance. You know, we're going to go down, put this thing in the end zone, and get a win and get back to Minnesota.
Kevin said that his voice was hoarse because he was talking to you so much <laughs> before the snap. What was that communication? There was like? a, if you could hear the headset, there was a lot going on, a lot of jumbleness. As I'm communicating, he's communicating to me. Uh, we had a lot going on. We had a lot going on. But it's great. Obviously, Kevin played quarterback, so he knows what I'm going through. So he's able to communicate effectively, like, hey, like this is where you're, what you're looking at. This is what you have on this side of the page. This is what you have on this side of the page. He's able, you know, talking lingos that I've come from to be able to simplify it for me. And uh, then from there, obviously, it's just go out and play. But, you know, I thought the communication was awesome. You know, starting with CO, uh, sorry, starting with Chris. I had a past coach named Chris O'Hare, and we called him CO. So not this one, but starting with Chris on the sideline, but then with Kevin, and then, um, and then to me, on the field, you know, the communication was awesome and it put me in a position to succeed. So he's in the headset, is he like translating in real time? This is stuff that you have from other systems? <clears throat> per se, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's like if you were taking Spanish all year um, and you showed up and uh, Wednesday, someone told you, you got, you're taking AP Spanish and someone told you you have an AP French exam on Sunday um, and you got to go like execute, you know, someone's going to talk to you in, in Spanish and translate it to the French. So that's kind of like what was going on out there. Um, it was, it was, it was, there was a lot of communication, but I'm able to process a lot of information um, and be able to react on it and not let it handcuff myself and my play. And so um, it was good. It was good to be able to um, hear what he was saying and as I'm processing what the defense is giving me and then go out and still play good football. Josh, you had so many wild scrambles today. I know they probably run together for you, but that fourth down on the last drive, just talk about how close you were and what you did to keep running and keep that drive alive. Yeah, you know, they, they popped a two-man on us. Um, they had great coverage in the back end. You know, obviously, we saw it all day. I was able to use my feet as a weapon. And so I really, you know, for a second, I thought I was going to score once I got the first down. And I thought it was probably smart, you know, step out of bounds, you know, save a timeout and everything. But, you know, that's a got to have a situation. You know, whatever it takes to get the first down, um, whether it's, you know, throwing a short guy laying out, um, whether it's a contested catch down the field or at the end of the day using your feet to make something happen, that's what you have to do in those situations to keep the chains moving and give the team a chance to win. How crazy today was just when that ball hits the ground and the game is over, like what's going through your head? <laughs> relief. That's probably the biggest thing, you know, just relief. We got the win. Um, relief. We're able to overcome my first couple of drives and get the team win. That's the biggest thing. You know, a couple of players were, were, you know, dapping me up, celebrating. I said, you know, just give me these five seconds just to make sure they don't get in field goal range or throw a Hail Mary or anything because we've seen crazy things happen on Sundays. Um, but then excitement, you know, excitement to get the team win, excitement to get a win, you know, given the circumstances and excitement for the future. So I'm excited to see how we continue to build off this. We got a home game next week in Minnesota, so we'll enjoy it. Um, and it's cheers to the next one. Oh, don't even start. I probably, um, <laughs> if, if we had to pull up a roster, I had to go names. Um, I would be I'll be a bad teammate today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, knew Alex. I knew a lot of first names. Alex, Brandon. Um, I know like a lot of nicknames per se. Uh, but yeah, names, names. That's a that's that's for this week. That's an assignment for this week. So. I had him in um in Tennessee last year. He was my QB coach there, and so I spent a lot of time with them. Obviously, him, obviously on a, on a short week. So. 
So you said no first name. Did you know Brandon Powell's last name before that touchdown? Yeah, I did. I didn't know because he went to Florida, so I got a little beef with him because he's a, he's a Florida guy. I'm a Tennessee guy, but I told him I like him today. You know, today today we're on the same side, so it's all good. Just that, that touchdown play to him, had you, like, studied that play? Was that play in the playbook, or was that literally just on the fly? That no, that play was in the playbook. It was in our red zone install. For this week, that was my first time repping the play, but uh, it was in the game plan. You know, I told um, the coaches, I said, they were asking me, you know, my comfort level with everything in the playbook and how I felt before the game leading up if something were to happen. I said, you know, anything on this call sheet that we installed this week, I got it. Like, I can run it. I got it. Whether it's no huddle, um, whether it's tempo, whether it's you know, a game plan call, whatever it is, I got it. Now you start pulling stuff from OTA 1 and 2. I might be a little handcuffed out there, but if you put it on the call sheet, I got it. And so that was one of our red zone plays. We were able to take advantage of the look the defense was giving, and he did a great great job getting open for me. I'll ask a question about, about things you do know. Did you have time this week to line up tickets for friends and family? I did. I did. You know, I'm from Alpharetta, so just 30 minutes up the road from here. Depends on the day with Atlanta traffic, but not too far. Um, so I got my, my fam in town. Um, they were back home. My parents, I went to dinner with them last night. They said, you know, it's weird. We're not waking up at your house in, in Arizona. We just woke up at our house and came down to visit you. So I do have a lot of people in town from old coaches to uh, my family. And so it was great. Obviously, I don't know where they were. I saw my parents in the crowd, but I'm not sure where everyone else was. But, you know, obviously being back home, man, like being on this field, I grew up watching the Falcons play ball in the Mike Vick era and the Matt Ryan era. So to be here on this field, man, and um, have a game like that m means a lot to me. So um, I'll enjoy it, but, you know, it's, it's on to the next one uh, once Tuesday hits and, and we're right back to work. How many tickets? How many tickets? Not too many. I, t I told him, I was just like, I, luckily I got, you know, financial advisors in town, some friends in town that have uh, some strings they can pull. So they didn't, they didn't hurt my pockets too much on the tickets. So awesome. Appreciate y'all. No doubt. Well, the New Orleans Saints are next. The Minnesota Vikings are now 2-1 and one against the NFC South. They lost a winnable game against the Bucks. They beat the Carolina Panthers. They beat the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, if your argument or if your stance is the NFC South is the worst division in the National Football League, and that might be my stance, then let's go three and one in that division. Beat the Saints. Head out to Denver and deal with that one. But this was a this was an improbable victory today. Even though Atlanta is unorganized, they were down Drake London. They they made a quarterback replacement. So Atlanta, you know, Atlanta's not the greatest stock in the history of the NFL. But just everything that developed with the injuries during the game. What an unbelievably cool win. Yeah, no question about it, Paul. You're right. This Atlanta team, they're struggling. They have some strengths. The defensive line is absolutely a strength. Their running game, we saw that late in the game. It gets, seems to get stronger. Our defense did a great job early on, but late in the game, um, you know, they were able to move the football on the ground. And it's just timely mistakes for them. We talked about how young they are, right, with 70% with of the touches on that offense going to guys who were 23 or younger when yeah. this season started. Yeah. So there's a lot of youth on that side of the, you know, on that side of the field. Um, you know, and like I said, the, the with the Vikings being able to hang in there, mm. hang in there, keep battling and and to come out on top, the amount of faith that this game, a game like this builds in each other. This game is not about the mistakes, right? This game is not about, you know, oh, I should have had him here. No, this game was about these guys coming together. And no matter whose number got called, DJ Smith on defense. I mean, come on. We had, you know, and Nikhil Harry. And yeah. it's just like it, it, it's a, a bunch of names. We said a bunch of names today for the first time 
uh, in big spots. Yeah, question bearing. And, and I think that that is really sums up what happened. Today. And once I figured out his last name was Dobbs and not Hobbs, we, <laughs> I mean, everything was all squared away, and we went down the field and we beat the Atlanta Falcons. What a pleasure to call that game. Hopefully, you enjoyed watching or listening to it. And uh, we thank you very much for listening to the Vikings post game report for Pete Bursage. I'm Paul Allen. Your Minnesota Vikings improved to five and four and have won four consecutive games behind the arm and the legs of new quarterback Josh Dobbs. Thanks for listening.